Hello and welcome to the Edify Podcast. This is designed for you, preacher, teacher, shepherd, deacon of the kingdom of God, for your edification, for your uplifting, for your ministry. Ask any athlete, high school, college, doesn't matter. They know all about playing while they're hurt. Uh, There was a coach... (laughs) Uh, growing up, he said you need to know the difference between an injury and hurt. Uh, you can play through hurt, but you can't play through an injury. For a preacher, uh, it's preaching hurt. For an elder, it's being an elder who is hurt, uh, a deacon. Uh, if you serve for any length of time, if you preach for any length of time, for me especially, uh, you'll face the challenge of preaching in pain. It's uh, it's one of those unavoidable, unavoidable tests of a preacher's heart. You know, Sunday comes every week, fellas, whether you are ready or not. And uh, sometimes the pain that you and I carry from time to time, whether it's physical, whether it's an illness that impacts the body, um, more often it's the case is emotional. Uh, there is affliction that will affect the soul. So, so pain may result from a Sunday morning blow up at home uh, with your teenager. Uh, it may be seeing some, you know, disgruntled church member, um, somebody sitting facing the wall or a scowl on their face, they're cross-armed or, uh, or, or whatever. You know, the pain may come from a recent sin that, you know, in spite of being confessed to God, it still leaves us like um, a failure or a hypocrite maybe, uh, a spiritual poser. Uh, and so pain can come from the cumulative weight that you and I will carry uh, as we preach, as we shepherd, as we serve people through <clears throat> all of our trials. In spite of our aching souls, um, when when the final song of worship is over, we're expected to go out, stand, um, deliver remarks, be friendly. You know, we make our way. Uh, let, maybe let's go before the invitation song. Let's, let's, let's go to the song, you know, for most of our churches after the Lord's Supper by tradition. Uh, we get up and preach. You make your way to the front, but you've got an unseen limp. You've, you're feeling numb. Maybe you're feeling flatlined. Maybe you're feeling defeated before you even begin. And so, it's one of my particular patterns. Something that I use, that I always do. Uh, that I pray. I pray before I get up and preach that I pour myself out. That I only allow Him to be poured in. Uh, and it may be good for you <clears throat> to silently cry to God for help. You know, right before you get up. And pray on the bad days, uh, because the reality is, is that all of us have these bad days. So we pray that God would, you know, make His strength uh, perfect in our weakness, just like Paul. And so we try to preach in our pain. Um, for those of you who have preached long or served long in the kingdom, you still carry around some, you know, scorched memories um, that that have probably left you a little bitter in some ways, or it has it has changed the way that you feel or act toward brethren overall. Uh, if you're a preacher and you're carrying around, you know, some, some bad memories of, of several Sundays where you weren't even sure that you were going to be able to make it through the message, uh, you know, the, the opening song is, is launched into the service and you're in tears, or maybe you're in anger, or maybe you're in pain, but or, or maybe you're just emotionally absent. Uh, that you're aware of the voices around you, that you hear those people singing to God, and but but silently you're in pain. So through through preaching, uh, though preaching has been one of the great you know joys of my life and of your life, and for those of you who shepherd or, or serve in any kind of way, um, 
sometimes you feel like you're doing it very empty, empty or aching. And so what you and I need to do is call out to God for mercy and for help. The Apostle Paul was no stranger to preaching in pain. When he wrote to the church in Corinth, he reminded them of the very reality, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 3, I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And he expressed a similar thought in his letter to the Thessalonians. He said in I think it's chapter 2 and verse 2, he says, But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. So Corinth, Thessalonica, in spite of pain he was living with, Paul opened his heart and his mouth, proclaimed God's message. And, and I love what he says in the verse that even though we were treated shamefully, um, we had boldness in God. So Paul's strength and reliance was not himself, but the God who gave the strength and the message itself through his word. So as we hear Paul's you know, testimony, I would really like to ask him some questions. Paul, how did you do that? What kept you from giving up? What kept you from quitting? Uh, and this is true for anybody who serves in any capacity. Do you ever feel uh, disingenuous talking to other about you know other people about God's goodness and His grace and when life or ministry is, I guess the word is excruciatingly difficult. How do you quiet the inner turmoil of your own soul long enough to concentrate on ministering to the souls of others? Now, while we cannot converse with Paul, we, we, we know and we can discern his answers to these, these questions by taking a look at his words, both in 1 Corinthians 2 and, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. In those two chapters, we, we learn at least four important lessons about preaching in pain. Number one, it's part of faithful gospel ministry. Paul didn't see personal pain as a reason to cease and desist from proclaiming God's truth. Carrying the scars of a, a recent beating in Philippi, Acts 16, verse 22, facing the stiff opposition in Thessalonica, he still had the boldness to proclaim the gospel in the local, local synagogue, chapter 17, verse 2 of Acts. So from Paul's example, we learn that a faithful preaching ministry will at times call for a determined, a daring spirit that speaks in spite of personal pain. And at those moments, our preaching becomes an act of defiance against the darkness. You know, though, though sorrow may hang over overcast in our hearts, we continue to proclaim the truth that the sun is shining above the clouds. So in these moments, we, we join Paul in becoming daring preachers or, or pastors or deacons who, who don't play it safe they don't run for cover when ministry gets painful. So on those Sundays, when pain obscures the joy of preaching or serving or shepherding, uh, we endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We just we just get up and go on, 2 Timothy 2, 3, and 4. We still report to duty even when we aren't as healthy or as happy as we would like to be. We preach God's word in season and out of season on good days and hard days. Now, I know that in season and out of season is always preached and always used to say when it's popular and when it ain't. But sometimes that in and out of season is with you as the preacher. So number one, uh, preaching in pain is part of the faithful gospel ministry that you and I find ourselves. Uh, number two, it involves speaking in spite of, of turbulent emotions. 
uh, as Paul arrived in Corinth, he came, as he said in chapter 2 and 3 of 1 Corinthians, he came in weakness and in fear and much trembling. But in spite of those turbulent emotions that le left him feeling rattled, he still proclaimed, chapter 2 and verse 1, the testimony of God. And while he was aware of his own feelings, he was not silenced by his feelings. And that's what we've got to remember. Paul's, Paul's comments provide a very helpful reminder that we can still preach even even when our inner world is not placid, it is not peaceful, and there, there is no rest. The internal turbulence caused by weakness, fear, and trembling do not disqualify you and I as preachers. Faithfulness in preaching sometimes involves preaching when we are badly shaken. Now, while we may not be able to publicly explain our pain, we can publicly proclaim God's truth. So mature preachers, they don't, they don't ignore, they don't deny their emotions. Instead, they pour out their hearts to God uh, and to God alone, Psalm 62 and verse 8, and proclaim his word in public, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 1. While they may openly acknowledge something of their weakness and need for God's enabling strength, they don't focus attention on themselves. Rather, they point people to Jesus, to the Christ, to the King. They follow Paul's lead and resolve to know nothing except Jesus Christ, in chapter 2 and verse 2, that is not to say that you do not have someone to confide in. Maybe that's a podcast for another day. And we'll get to how we deal with our pains, absolutely, because if there's anything in the kingdom, preachers and elders don't always have a place to run. They, all, they, they don't always have a committee of surrounding people ready to swallow them up and to receive them in their pain, in their trouble, or even in their sin. Uh, maybe you're on a pedestal as a preacher and you have nowhere to go. We'll talk about that later, but, but just remember, we speak to God, but for this podcast, we proclaim the word, His truth, publicly. So number two, it involves speaking in spite of turbulent emotions. Number three, it's not an excuse Pain is not an excuse for sinful attitudes or actions. As I read Paul's reflection on his preaching ministry, I'm, st I'm struck by how he maintained his spiritual integrity even when he was mistreated in his ministry. He did not allow painful experiences to become an excuse for sinful attitudes or actions. He examined his motives his message to make sure that he was preaching um, not fueled by First uh, Thessalonians 2 and 3, error or impurity or any attempt to deceive. Paul understood the difference between preaching in distress and preaching in disguise. Though he was still banged up from the abuse he'd received from Philippi and surely would have welcomed some encouraging words, he still didn't look for praise from his hearers, chapter 2 and verse 4. Instead, he proclaimed God's truth with integrity, seeking to please the capital O, one, who tests our hearts. So here's an important reminder for all of us who preach, especially when life and ministry are painful. The mistreatment we experience must not be allowed to muddy our motives or pollute our message. We cannot allow bitterness over past hurts to color our present sermons. We must not let pain prompt us to change God's message for our own gain, chapter 2 and verse 5, or our own glory, chapter 2 and verse 6, we have to stay mindful of the truth that God is the one who examines our work. We will make it our first priority to live and to preach for his approval and nobody else's. Now, while life may not be going very well, 
<laughs> we will seek to make sure it is well with our souls. And then number four, it makes us lean harder on the power of God. Pain does this. Paul's example through in inspiring on one level can be deflating on another. Spiritually sensitive preachers, elders, deacons who know their own sinful hearts can read Paul's testimony and respond by piling more pain on their own souls. Uh, we can beat ourselves up <clears throat> for responding very poorly when we have been beaten up or mistreated or been in a dark season. We can very readily recall times we allowed uh, ministry itself to, to wound and to fester our heart and to infect our sermons. Maybe maybe it is that you're you're painfully aware that responding well to painful circumstances doesn't come easily or automatically. I, I pray that you understand that. The same was true for Paul. Now, while we idolize Paul, and we may think that Paul handled mistreatment effortlessly, a really close reading of his word um, really dispels that illusion as a preacher. Paul points the Thessalonians to the source of his strength in the times of great weakness. We had boldness, again, in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. The strength to be bold when he was banged up came from God, not from within himself. Paul told the Corinthian Christians the same thing when preaching, quote, in weakness and in fear, much trembling, he relied on the demonstration of the Spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but the power of God, 1 Corinthians 2, 3 through 5. So preaching in pain has a purpose, both in the life of the preacher and the hearer. Serving as a shepherd or as a deacon has a purpose. You continue to manifest God's goodness despite the world's pain. Uh, that has a purpose. That has a message. That is letting it do its perfect work. Pain has a way of driving us as preachers and as servants, as elders, to a greater dependence upon God and God's Spirit that we find that we grow strength from in His Word. We become more realistic about ourselves and more reliant on God's power. Pain has a beneficial effect on our hearers. They see a living demonstration of the truth. Let's say that, you're, that you allow some vulnerability to go on, and the brethren know that you're enduring something. They know that you're having to put up with something. They know that you're suffering something physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is. They are witnessing a demonstration of the truth that you've been preaching time and time and time again, and that you rest on God rather than yourself, and that they must themselves rest on God rather than his messengers, chapter 2 and verse 5. So on Sundays, preacher, when you don't feel like preaching because there's pain, or elder, or shepherd, you don't feel like getting out there on Tuesday afternoon and going to visit so-and-so because you got your own mess to work through. When we feel empty, when we feel broken, we can actually do some of our very best work as servants. That's because we will be more conscious of our need of God's grace and more dependent on His Spirit's power. And when God chooses to work through our weakness, we will be less apt to embezzle His glory. Like Paul, we come to, to the understanding in a very personal way that when I am weak, then I am strong. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 10.